Welcome back to Cancer Perspective. Thank you for joining us. Today, the topic that we'll discuss is communication between the patient with cancer and the family caregivers, friends, and coworkers or acquaintances, just about anybody. Sometimes it is tough to know how to communicate with a patient who has cancer. You may feel awkward in how to address the elephant in the room. Many times the patient with cancer wants to be normal. And then there are obvious signs that things are not normal. Maybe they've had chemotherapy and have had hair loss. And truly that is a sign that things are not normal anymore. Oftentimes, people who are not part of the patient's core group of caregivers and loved ones don't know how to approach and how to show that they are available for help if needed. Sometimes that then translates to the patient that their friends might be abandoning them. They might be feeling as though they are being treated as different or, for instance, If somebody is used to having some sort of relationship with a casual friend that they see and they find out, oh, that friend hasn't even contacted me for their annual birthday party, that friend might be feeling that, well, you know what, we're having this celebration during a time when the patient is going through something that's serious. Do I dare invite them to something as trivial as a birthday party that might offend them? In order to not offend them, then the patient doesn't get invited and the patient feels very rejected. So this is just one broad example of how difficult interpretations can lead to even rougher moments of feeling unwanted and unloved. I need the patients to know that it is hard to be somebody on the outside. Most people would like to know how they can be of help and would like to be within the same group and keep things casual and fun and be a part of the journey, but they don't want to overstep. So interpretation is everything. And interpretation is within the eyes of the beholder. That's where issues arise. My recommendation to both casual friends and close group of friends is be honest, be upfront, express yourself saying, I am here, I am willing to help, I will stay back as much as you want me to, or I will be involved as much as you want me to. If you are a caregiver and you're very close with your patient, you need to make sure that you're respecting your own feelings and desires as well as the patient. You may have to have some very tough conversations to understand where you are. Sometimes it's the unspoken communication that is misinterpreted the most and the most feared. Statements such as, this is a scary time and I wanna help you through this, you are not alone, might be helpful. Sometimes a caregiver is afraid of expressing their own distress and anxiety, knowing that the patient is going through so much of their own. 
but it's important to make sure that you are not misplacing your anxiety. I have experienced that patients and loved ones are not always on the same page, and that can lead to some fights. And who wants to fight with somebody that's going through such a tough time? Well, sometimes those fights do open up other communications. So just be present. And my advice is anything that's said with anxiety or fear cannot be held against you later on. So just keep that in mind as a rule within your relationship, just like never go to bed angry. In addition, we have to remember also that there's communication between the patient and the medical team. So what happens if a caregiver or a friend or family wants to know about what's going on or wants to know how to help them and has a medical question and would like to call the medical team? It's important to remember that the patient must be either present during that conversation or the patient has to give direct permission for a very specific person to get medical advice or information about their care. There are laws to protect the patient's privacy. That piece of paper is readily available at all medical care facilities. And if you are not on the form, you may be able to leave information about the patient, such as the patient is struggling with a certain side effect. What are your recommendations? They may not be able to give recommendations specific until that form is signed, but it might help you understand what the next step is. Maybe the patient needs to be seen in the clinic or in the emergency room or they might request talking to the patient directly. What about whole care team meetings? Sometimes we call these family meetings. Family meetings might be needed at a time when treatment decisions are being made or changing. It is okay to express that everybody needs to be included and then work out a time communicating with the medical team. So to summarize what I'm trying to say here is sometimes it is difficult to communicate with a very large group of extended family and friends. It can be exhausting to tell the same story over and over again or update a scary situation over and over, reliving trauma. There are tools out there that might be helpful, such as Facebook, that might have a page where people can go and interact with information where you have a particular spokesperson that might post on the patient's page saying, this is our update, this is what they're going through, these are our challenges. If you want to help with, say, a meal train or things like that, this is our opportunities. There's so much you could put on Facebook. There are tools such as CaringBridge that also does this for you. It can be very helpful to be able to have a place where the patient then can go back and read notes of encouragement without having to take a lot of phone calls. It can be done on the patient's time if they're feeling overwhelmed at moments. And speaking of spokespersons, 
there might be somebody within the family that gets officially or unofficially nominated to be the interpreter of the news that is about to be displayed or somebody that might have more information that can help interpret what's going on. That can be a burdensome chore for some people. Just make sure that you are also communicating where your needs and desires are to make sure that your health is being honored as well. Sometimes you want to get away from being the spokesperson and it's okay to go and take a vacation that was planned during a time of illness for the patient. They will be fine. Another spokesperson can step up during that time. Just make sure that you are not putting undue burdens on your shoulders. There's probably ways to get the breaks that you need in order to be refreshed and go back to your spokesperson duties when the time comes. If you're struggling with communication, and many families do, look to your cancer team for services that they might be able to help link you to there might be support groups, there might be communication-specific counseling, there may be services that you have not even considered at this point, particularly when you're struggling with communication that appears to be unhealthy. It is not unheard of to have a relationship within a family that is already cracked during the time of crisis. Remember that the most important thing is to take care of everyone's health and wellness and get the help that everybody needs, particularly the patient. As a summary, communication can be difficult when there is a bunch of emotions, a bunch of layers of personalities, communication styles, there is no wrong way to communicate. There is no right way to communicate except to be respectful of everyone as much as possible. Thank you for joining us. Take care and spread kindness. Oh.